0: The guest I have with me today has spoken very deeply
1: The ability to accept both positives and negatives as part of life 30 minutes to 1 hour per day people should have some form of fiction in their life
0: Very candidly Uh, If you woke up one day and realized your entire life was a dream no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> thoda thoda.
0: Thoda thoda. <laughs> and Ketchup. papad paka papad. Kaccha papad a papad. Do this. That's a surprise. Want to know what happened next? Keep listening. Hello and welcome to Small Talk with me, Suvi a light-hearted and linear show that connects you with your superheroes <laughs> the journey of thousand miles starts with a single step and the first step was in 2013 seven years down and the journey continues in transforming lives founder of digital Deepak, co-founder of pixel track The man who disrupted the entire digital marketing fraternity with his revolutionary internship program and the man with a huge fan following having to his credit the world's largest Facebook group for digital marketing. You got it right. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for our very own DD aka Deepak Kanakaraju. Hello Deepak!
1: Hey Subhi! How are you?
0: I'm very well. Thank you. How
1: are you? I'm doing great.
0: It's awesome to have you on my show. I've been waiting to get you over here for such a long time and I'm so excited today to have this conversation with you. I'm looking forward to our conversation. How about you?
1: Same here. So, let's see what questions you have for me today and I think it's not going to be easy. So I am prepared for it.
0: <laughs> Great. It's kind of an impromptu questions that I have. And I would want to portray the lightier and the lighter side of Deepak work to our audience. That's the primary objective of my show. And uh, there's going to be a lot of fun moments, a lot of creative answers that we are looking for from your side. So I have a power packed program in store for you. We are going to come to know a new side of Deepak. Sure. Shall we begin?
1: Yes, we shall begin.
0: Great. All right. Uh, Let me ask you the first question. What's the best way a person can spend their time?
1: The best way the person can spend their time. So I have a very specific answer for this. Uh, I usually divide uh, my day into three different parts. So let's say Uh there is going to be 10 hours in a day on average. a person to work and learn apart from the household course and time for sleeping eating and personal hygiene so what i believe is that out of these 10 hours a person should spend at least three hours in learning and learning is very important so this could be audio books books video courses or anything of that sort Mm -hmm. and another three hours should be reflection because if you keep learning and if you don't think about it then all the information that you are consuming is not going to make any sense and another four hours should be actually executing it because if you keep learning it's like sharpening the axe but you should also cut the tree a lot of people end up working for 10 hours a day and it's like a woodcutter is trying to cut a tree without sharpening his axe so a woodcutter should sharpen his axe cut the tree but also think about the entire process of cutting the wood, whether he is on the right track. And these three parts need not be uh, at the same time. You could like learn for an hour, take a break for an hour, then work for an hour and you can mix and match. But I believe Mm -hmm. it's the perfect recipe for a very holistic growth and also enjoying the process of learning and working. Mm. Yeah.
0: Right. That sounds quite a productive day uh, for anybody looking for going out there with a conviction and achieving something in their life. So great. That was an awesome tip for all our listeners. Uh, Planning your day wisely, I can say. Isn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Great. Okay. Okay, let me ask you the next question. What is the most impressive thing you know how to do?
1: I would say that uh, the skill I feel that I have, which is Mm -hmm. impressive, is to come up with creative ideas, Mm -hmm. but also execute it because a lot of people come up with creative ideas, but they lack the conviction in themselves to execute it. And they keep asking others whether it's a good idea and they keep uh, asking for validation. And I have come to believe that in my experience, if you are asking someone for validation, it's not a great idea. If you believe that it's a great idea, then you would just go ahead and do it. So, I have tried a lot of brand new ideas and tried to disrupt the market. So the recent uh, internship program which involves a cashback for learning is something that I did not ask anyone whether it's a good idea to execute because if I ask someone and if it's a new idea most of the people would be like maybe I'm not sure maybe you should not do it or some people might just say it because they just want to please you. So I just went ahead and executed it and it turned out to be uh, very good so over time i have developed conviction on my own intuition and my own ideas and i think that would be the most impressive thing that i know how to do
0: indeed i must say it was an impressive program it was complete disruption in the entire digital marketing fraternity so that's an impressive thing okay this is with regards to professional life anything that you know to impress uh, someone if let's say you are in a restaurant or you are in a social gathering uh, what is that one thing that that you know how to impress uh, the opposite person
1: now you are asking me about my dating secrets
0: Isn't it that show is a lighter and a livelier show? So I want that side of Deepak as well.
1: (laughs) Alright, I think uh, in my experience uh, not trying to impress someone is when people get impressed and I think Oh uh,
0: my god!
1: (laughs) Just trying to be authentic and just being yourself attracts people a lot because people are tired of fake behavior and people are tired of uh, spending time with people who try to portray themselves as someone who they are not. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of uh, broad mind to put yourself in a a vulnerable position to say that, hey, this is me, this is what I believe. If you like me, you like me. Or if you don't like me, you don't like me. So I think that is what impresses people the most. And that's what I have learned to uh, do. So yeah, that's how I impress
0: people awesome i'm impressed (laughs) being authentic excellent great okay let me ask you this as the only human left on earth what would you do
1: very interesting question (laughs) so i have this uh, passion for motorcycles cars and aeroplanes so Mm -hmm. i've always wanted to ride sports cars at a very high speed and I, I can't afford to buy all the sports cars. So if I'm the only person left in the world, I would just mm-hmm. go take any sports car, go to an F1 racetrack, drive it around, um, maybe take bikes and drive it around. And eventually mm-hmm. with whatever materials that are available left in the earth, I would probably learn how to fly and go mm-hmm. ahead and buy my own jets. Probably the uh, fighter jets and uh, very big Um, Airbus, uh, A320 and things like that like very big flights I would want to fly so that has always been my dream Uh, but certain things are not practical right now in this real world maybe I end up doing it Uh, like Ratan Tata does it he flies his own jet but um, I feel it's still like a far-fetched dream but if I am the only person left on earth I think that's what I would do. You can
0: definitely it's a far-fetched dream but I'm sure you can achieve it with The way you are progressing, I'm sure you will achieve it very soon. Our best wishes are with
1: you. Thanks a lot for that.
0: (laughs) All right, Um, what is something you will never ever do again?
1: I will not uh, hesitate to jump on an idea or a decision because I have felt that in the past, I have suppressed a lot of intuition because Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem logical and because other people don't agree to it. But over time, I have realized that the intuition is always right. So it might be things like maybe I should start doing a new project. Maybe I should move to a new city. Maybe I should fire an employee. Or maybe I should hire an employee. And all these uh, decision-making, I used to take a lot of time to do that and your personal growth and business growth doesn't come down to how much time you spend in it or how hard you work in it. It all comes down to the speed of your decisions. So something that I would never do is ignore my intuition and fail to act on it immediately because that's just wasting time.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Okay, all right, let me ask you this. There are two types of people in this world. What are the two types?
1: All right. Now I'm going to become very judgmental and I'm going to stereotype people. <laughs> <laughs> they say that you shouldn't be stereotyping people, but now you are asking me to stereotype. So...
0: No, nothing of that sort. you give me your views. What are the yeah. two types? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so, so it goes back to that uh, principle of uh, authenticity. I feel that uh, there are authentic people and then there are fake people. So authentic people have only one persona. They are someone at their home. They are the same people with their closest relatives, spouse, girlfriends, boyfriends. They are the same people with their friends. They are the same people with their superiors, juniors, and they are the same people when they go out on a public speaking activity or they go out in public. So this is the hardest thing to achieve. And it's not about black or white. It's not about one person being authentic and one person not being authentic. It's more about the journey towards authenticity. So this has to be a deliberate effort to try to be as authentic as possible because the world is tired of fake people. And when you are just being you, you don't have any competition because no one can compete with you in being you and there are other people who always put up a persona they are always trying to portray themselves as if they are someone else so they are a little bit fake and it's very easy to pick out those fake people as soon as you talk to them because they are either saying something trying to impress you and it's immediately a huge turn off so i would categorize the world's people into authentic people and fake people okay
0: that was quite deep (laughs) All right. Um, What challenging thing are you
1: working through these days? Interesting. So, in this lockdown situation, especially online education has taken a huge uh, boost and it's a good opportunity. But it has always been my goal to create education in such a way that it creates transformation, not just transfer of information. So. Bringing an element of gamification into the entire education uh, system, especially online, is very challenging. Usually if you go to a school or a college, there are two kinds of push and pull. There are two kinds of uh, motivations for you. So one is a negative motivation, one is a positive motivation. So if you don't study well in school, the teacher might ask you to bring your parents uh you might get low marks you might be asked to stand out of the class so that's punishment and you also have a pull which is if you get good marks then people celebrate you they give you awards medals and you can get first rank and things like that so there is always a stick and there is always a carrot but this happens very well in offline educational institutions and especially when you are young but once you come online and once you also become a professional i cannot ask people to stand out of my class if they don't learn digital marketing. I cannot ask them to kneel down. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) meet them up with a steel scale. So uh, the positive motivation uh, is also just not enough because gamification is difficult when it comes to just rewarding them. So I'm right now working on a project which is going to solve this by basically bringing uh, money into the entire factor Uh, with something called the reverse scholarship, which is uh, obviously the internship program is the earliest form of reverse scholarship where instead of rewarding a meritorious student, you are going to reward them after they have become a meritorious student, after they have done their part. And uh, trying to build a system around it in such a way that it scales is very challenging, very difficult, and it involves a lot of moving parts. It involves a lot of uh, my personal time, effort, investment as well and bringing together a team who can execute this. So that's the most challenging thing I'm working on right now.
0: Excellent. Sounds really good. So we're going to have another revolution, revolution coming up from you, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Great. We're looking forward for that. Okay. Uh, on a lighter note, let me ask you, where is the most interesting place you've been?
1: The most interesting place I've been is undoubtedly China. And uh, I went to China in 2009 as a motorcycle journalist because I was running a motorcycle blog. And the Chinese government invited motorcycle journalists all across the world for uh, an exhibition and a motorcycle show so at that time in 2009 all the indian publications did not have a strong online presence so i was the one uh, being a blogger and regularly blogging about motorcycles so i was invited but once i went to china i also met other prominent people like editor-in-chief of Motorcycle.com which is a very old publication in the US. So it completely changed the perspective of China for me and what I realized is that a lot of people misunderstand China and uh, usually when it comes to a very large economy like China only the negative (laughs) news comes out. But what I saw was that people were extremely educated, people were extremely fit, the country was very well developed and yes there are definitely negative things about China and especially now of all times people have a negative view about China but we are a nearby country and they have just grown leaps and bounds uh, and that takes for someone to actually go and visit and experience the culture there, spend time with those people, talking to those people. So I was fortunate enough to spend time with a very good group of people who were doing English as their masters and they were with us as interpreters to take us around China and help us communicate with the uh, general public there. So that was a very good experience and a huge... uh, I wouldn't say culture shock but more of a pleasant surprise to see you know uh, the entire ecosystem and, and whatever was happening and I went to a city where tourists don't generally go so it's not what China is trying to show us it's it's more of the real China. So I think um, I, I still feel that when it comes to such a big economy uh, and big country there are going to be positives and negatives but I would say that I have seen the positive side of China and uh, I would definitely like to visit China again sometime in the future.
0: All right, okay, Uh, of all the places, China is what Deepak likes to visit. Hopefully the place gets better soon and you all also feel better soon and you get an opportunity to visit the country again. Yep. (laughs) Great. Let's move on to the next question, shall we? Yep. Great. Now, What are the three of the most significant numbers in your life?
1: One would be 25, because that's the date of my birthday. Uh Then it's lucky number seven. Okay. And uh, maybe three, because a lot of things are like, you know, three parts to it. Three different perspectives. <laughs> yeah, so three, so seven, and twenty-five.
0: Three, seven, and twenty-five. Escaping very closely, not answering with uh, too much of you know, room for us to ask you further. Smart <laughs> answer. <laughs> All right. Okay. What is the strangest thing you have come across?
1: Strangest thing I have come across is this thing called the human species. (laughs) We are a very strange bunch. And uh, it's just uh, very interesting to see a completely new kind of idiot. I I thought I knew all kinds of idiots, but then once in a while you come across some new kind of idiot who completely takes you by surprise. So that is the strangest thing.
0: That was really funny. I hope our listeners are getting a hang of, you know, the witty and the naughty Deepak. <laughs> Great. All right. What job would you be terrible at,
1: Deepak? Hmm. What job would I be terrible at? Like, are you asking about more like career? If I'm no, no. In a career or anything,
0: any like any any task job? given to you. Uh, which you feel like, oh, I would be terrible at
1: that
0: mm. or something like that.
1: I think, uh, I do a pretty bad job in terms of cooking. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting that. I <laughs> try to <laughs> improve on that a lot, but, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm always like, I'm an entrepreneur, right? So yeah. whatever time I am investing in, I, I'm usually thinking, uh, if I am working for an art how is this uh-huh. going to benefit me 10 years later 20 years later so that's oh my mode. god <laughs> that's the mode i'm always in i'm always trying to think in comp- compounded terms okay. so for me cooking i just can't put my effort into it because you cook you put so much effort into it you it eat and, yeah. <laughs> and then it's done <laughs> so, so i would i would rather have someone else do it for me so I'm fortunate to have close people around me who do it for me. But if not, I would like to order it, or if not, I would like to hire a cook for it.
0: Oh my God, cooking is an art. Cooking is done with a lot of love and care, and you want to have a compound effect on that. <laughs> <laughs> and, All and right. The they com- also
1: say that uh, you know the person who cooks doesn't feel like eating it, right? So I have had some, you know, chefs and amazing cooks like friends who have cooked for me some really amazing dishes and uh, they wouldn't eat it. And I'm like, why are you not eating it? Because uh, when you cook, you don't feel like eating it. So I'm like, if I eventually put so much effort into trying to learn how to bake such a wonderful dish, then probably (laughs) I won't feel like eating it. So no thanks. All
0: right. (laughs) Great. What takes up too much of your time? In a positive way or
1: in a negative anything, way? Anything,
0: anything that comes in your mind. I mean, all these questions are going to be impromptu. So whatever comes in your mind first, <laughs> you can go ahead with the answer.
1: Hmm. What takes up too much of my time? Sleeping. <laughs> 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 I, Do you even really
0: sleep? We, we've actually, always found actually you a active. a lot of
1: people, uh, especially people who uh, look mm. successful on the outside and have get lot of things done uh, there is a general perception yes there are obviously a lot of people who sleep 4 hours a day 5 hours a day try to do everything keep working but see my life and my work is after what i have done with sleeping so i don't sacrifice on sleep i never 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 wake up with an alarm i am like i am going to sleep and i am going to wake up when my body wakes me up so that's my rule and uh, I usually go to sleep like 10 11 and uh, nowadays i've started waking up at five it was a Mm -hmm. habit which i had long back to wake up early and get some really quality work done and Mm -hmm. uh, even if not five o'clock i still wake up at six so Mm -hmm. uh, i'm pretty early riser and uh, i ruthlessly prioritize taking an afternoon nap after my lunch no matter where i am what i'm doing I always have to have a nap after lunch. So I never have my office very far away from my home, right now in the lockdown situation we are at home anyway, I am sleeping at least one to two hours every afternoon again without Mm -hmm. an alarm and Mm -hmm. uh, if I am uh, in my regular routine my office and home is nearby so I have lunch and go to sleep. Even if I go to events, even, even if I speak in front of like 1000 people and, and if I am at a very large event, I always make it a priority to book the hotel room at the same place where the event is happening and uh, most of the times my speaking slot is not after lunch so i finish my speaking slot go have the amazing five star buffet lunch go have a nap take a, take a shot, and come back back to the conference and take, start taking selfies and interacting with people so that's very important for me and uh, if someone disturbs me during my afternoon nap i also have a short temper so
0: <laughs> they had it <laughs> You better don't disturb me. Okay, so that's the secret of you being so lively and active on the stage. The power nap or the extended nap whatever you call that does the trick for you. Yes. Wonderful. Great. Okay, Uh, let me ask this to you. How do you relax after a hard day of work other than sleeping?
1: So I play games a little bit, Uh, not too regularly, but I do play games. I like uh, watching TV series and uh, I feel that at least 30 minutes to one hour per day, people should have some form of fiction in their life. It could be reading a novel, it could be watching a TV series, it could be watching a movie. So I like to engage in that and the three hours where I said I'm learning, I'm usually into reading uh, stuff related to business and career and things like that. So I think uh, uh, doing something related to fiction relaxes me, and I also listen to music. So uh, music is usually something that I, uh, you know, kind of make it a part of my life throughout the day, uh, either there is a background music running or you know uh, some some instrumental music running, like mostly electronic music. Uh, but um, I listen to some old songs in my headphones mm-hmm. and uh, right now that's the routine but uh, if not if i'm in the city if i'm in my usual routine i usually like to go and spend time with my friends mm-hmm. uh, play some board games and stuff like that so so yeah that's that's my relaxation technique Super.
0: and your favorite game
1: is my favorite game there is no single favorite, but if I can think of something, there is this card game called Saboteur, And I have played it plenty of times uh, with my friends. It's not a favorite anymore because I've got bored of it. It was okay. a favorite. So, so this card game is like uh, Mafia, if you have heard, where uh, you have a bunch of people. Some people are trying to uh, get the gold. Some people are trying to prevent the others. And you don't know who is on your team. So, uh-huh. so it's a guessing game where uh, there is a lot of uh, character reading and stuff like that involved which, which becomes okay. very interesting when you play that card game.
0: Oh, I didn't know about it. Okay, uh, how often do you play sports?
1: I play badminton a lot and uh, during a non-lockdown situation that's around uh, two to three times a week. Uh, sometimes okay. with my friends, sometimes with my uh, co-workers. And and I enjoy it a lot. So and 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 we get pretty intense uh, playing that game. So yeah, badminton.
0: Yeah, mine too. I love playing badminton too. Great. And where do you usually go when you have a time off? If you have to like you know travel, would you like to go to a far off place or just like a getaway? What's you normally? Uh, what's the favorite thing that
1: you do? So you for that? me, for me, it's either beaches or it's mountains. So alternatively, I I love Goa. I love uh, Andaman, and uh, uh-huh. I have a friend in Andaman who is in the Navy. So I'm oh. I'm uh, going to visit him uh, as soon as possible. So so that is something I'm looking forward to. Otherwise, uh, it's okay. going to be like a forest type uh, resort so so when, when I go to uh, vacations I usually try to have this offbeat locations uh, rather than very luxurious locations because when I travel for my talks and I travel for my conferences I'm always staying at 5 star hotels so I'm like pretty bored with that. Mm-hmm. So I love to go to uh, places like uh, you know an offbeat place like a small cottage. Homemade food, homestays. Mm-hmm. So, so I love traveling. I feel whenever you are in a different location, it gives you a lot of new perspectives that life, work, and everything. So, yeah, that's that's what I do.
0: Close to nature. Yes. Great. And what would be the most amazing adventure to go on?
1: Hmm, interesting. So, <laughs> I am very bullish about uh, space travel and uh, right now space travel is first of all not available and even if it was available, I don't think I can uh, pay for it right now, but I hope in the next 10, 20 years, um, I definitely think that a guy like Elon Musk could be able to take us to Mars. But um, if not Mars, which is still a little bit unrealistic, I am pretty confident that uh, there will be space travel available to go to the moon and it would become like a standardized industry, like air travel, right now, where not landing in the moon. At least there will be like a big rocket ship which goes around the moon and comes back. And apparently, it takes like a uh, one week. So, so it takes three and a half days to go to the moon and three and a half days to come back. So, I think uh, if something like that is available and if the price is somewhere uh, that I could afford. I would, I would definitely take that adventure. That would be the ultimate adventure. Mm,
0: Trip to the moon. (laughs) Okay. Maybe the way technology is progressing, very soon we all should see something like that happening. Okay. Um, Let me ask this to you. What's your favorite drink?
1: Mm, No thinking. Immediate answer. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start a drink. My my favorite drink is margarita. Okay. And. uh, yeah, I think that that always comes first.
0: Girls, you know how you need to impress Deepak now. <laughs> Go with a glass of margarita. <laughs> all right. With that, we come to the end of my first set of questions. Okay. Now, my next section is uh, what I call, tell me if. All right. So, the questions will all uh, start with if and you need to give me a creative answer, as creative as you can. And uh, there's no specific time limit as such, but the first thing that comes in your mind. Sure. Shall we go? Yep. Okay. If you had unlimited funds to build a house that you would live in for the rest of your life, what would the finished house be like?
1: Hmm. I think uh, I would like to live in a community so i would probably invest in creating a community which is self-sustained where we could grow our own uh, food uh, where we could just stay safe inside a very secure compound uh, even if we have a global pandemic (laughs) and uh, probably maybe something like a very modern village of like 500 people so Mm -hmm. that would be my choice uh, rather than unnecessarily spending on excessive luxury which is more of a status signal than utility so i would like to invest in that utility so that's would be my dream home
0: wow so he's a people's man he wants people around he's not looking for a big lavish home but a community wonderful okay if you were stranded on an island who do you wish you found there and why
1: I wish I found someone who is a complete opposite of me because if I find someone who has the same characteristics as me then it can become pretty boring. So I am open to learning, I am open to be challenged with my perspectives. So someone uh, you know that is like a complete opposite of me who I wouldn't get along in a normal world because we would say like you are not my type Um, But but in in an island, stuck in an island with only two people, I think we can't say that you are not my type, (laughs) we are just the two people left in an island. I think that would be pretty interesting.
0: Great. Mm, So you are looking for somebody to spend the rest of your life who is completely opposite to you. Yes. Wow. That's a different take. (laughs) Great. Uh, If you woke up one day and realized your entire life was a dream, how would you react? And what would you do?
1: Hmm. So it's like sometimes you wake up from a dream and then you feel like, Oh, thank God, it was just a dream. Hmm. And then you uh, sometimes feel like you are like, not really happy that you woke up because the dream was so amazing. I would want to get back into the dream. So that's how I would feel about
0: it. Okay, so your life that you're living right now itself is your dream life.
1: Yes, I wouldn't say that uh, there are no challenges. Yes, it's hard, but I think uh, you can't control what's around you, but you can control how you react to it and how you perceive it. So uh, over time, I feel one of the biggest turning points in my life. Uh, has been to the ability to accept both positives and negatives as part of life because Without negatives, uh, there is no positive so This is more of a Motorcycle Zen moment that I had uh, As a motorcycle rider that uh, I was going through a very rough patch of road during a very long ride and I absolutely hated it And then I had like a suddenly a smooth national highway and I absolutely started enjoying driving on that and then I realized that I might not enjoy, I might not have enjoyed that smooth highway if I did not go through that rough patch. So that way, I feel like you know you need to take both positives and negatives. So yeah,
0: quite profound again. <laughs> Great. If your life was a book, what would its title be?
1: Hmm. Interesting. I would probably title it as the autobiography of a dreamer and uh, if I have to put a subtitle to it I would say that life is sometimes about the realities between your dreams Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but sometimes it's about the dreams between the realities.
0: I've always fascinated these you know opposite statements that you have it's it's so confusing but it makes so much of sense. (laughs) <laughs> it's awesome wow wait wait okay let me ask you the last question of this section if you could make one rule that everyone had to follow what rule would you make
1: hmm. I think uh, there should be one day of the week where everybody just shouldn't talk <laughs> it's like
0: why it's
1: like you know just like you know uh, one day of the week you do fasting which is good for your uh-huh. body and uh-huh. one day of the week you just don't talk like people are just incessantly talking it's like they're always like a half-filled vessel making noise and uh I think there is a lot to be gained with introspection and that will only come if you get some stillness and silence. And no matter how much you tell people to meditate and try to do that, uh, it, it's still difficult to get people to introspect, right? I feel people just don't think. So so if I was a ruler of a country, uh, mm-hmm. I would I would make it a law to pass one day in a week and and to maintain a web of silence one day in a week, and and you could maybe circulate it, you know, uh, you know, like odd even rule, you could say that you know these category of people, or you could you could maybe divide it by age or something, something you can do. But I, I strongly feel that at least one day in a week, people should just shut up, man, like stop talking.
0: <laughs> okay, everyone, quiet for a moment. <laughs> Alright, with that we come to the end of my set of questions, but I have one more thing for you. Uh You've been so, so deep and it's quite an intense conversation, uh, light moments involved in it. I have a funny thing for you that you need to do it for all our listeners. Are you ready for that? Sure. (laughs) Okay, you have to say this is a tongue twister.
1: Sure. And
0: you have to do it fast, alright?
1: Alright. You speak Hindi,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> Sure, okay. So let's do this tongue twister in Hindi.
1: Okay. Kaccha papad paka papad, kaccha papad paka papad. Do this. Kaccha papad, paka papad, kaccha papad, paka papad. Fast. Paka papad, kaccha paka papad. Alright. Pretty tough to do it. <laughs> you want
0: to do it again?
1: Kacha papat, pakka papat, kacha catch pakka papat, kacha papat, pakka catch kacha papat, pakka papat, kacha catch pakka papat. All right, that's all. I can't do it anymore.
0: That was good. That was good. Well done. Great.
1: Okay. Cool. Very very happy doing a podcast with you.
0: Thank you so much. All right, that was awesome. An interesting show with you having here sharing your life's secrets, your life's learnings, and your wishes and dreams for the future. So, how was your experience, Deepa?
1: I think this was a very different kind of podcast, and I absolutely love doing it because the questions are not usual. Because most of the podcasts that I do, people are asking, how did I get started? What is the <laughs> marketing tip that I have to give my audience, tips on entrepreneurship and that can get pretty repetitive. So you had a lot of questions which made me think deep and uh, also made me uh, give the answer on the spot uh, so, and that can happen only, uh, you know, when, when uh, you, you can give a an honest answer because you can't uh, uh, think, uh, you can't take time to think here, right? So, yeah. so I think uh, that was an excellent job done by you. And uh, you. I, I wish you do more of this with more people. And yes. uh, let's find out the lighter side of all the personalities that are out there. And I think you would be the best person to do it.
0: Uh thank you so much yes i'm looking forward to bring as many influencers as i can to get them connected to the outside world in a lighter and a livelier way because motivations and inspirations are all over we'll have tons of information that they can go through. But something like this, uh, understanding how uh, the influencer has gone through the journey. There are highs and lows, they are ups and downs. It's the psyche that matters. It's how they have you know, reacted or responded to a situation is what matters. And this is rare. So I want to get the rare to the common. Amazing. Okay, uh, that's about it I hope our listeners love the show and I look forward to having you again to show a little more lighter side of you
1: absolutely and I think next time <laughs> we can go even more deeper with the questions and answers
0: excellent yes I will thank you so much for your time absolutely loved it and that's all from me now hope you all love the show stay safe take care And keep listening to Small Talk with me, Suvi.